It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. Well, I don't know what's up with that. They forgot about frogs. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is February 4th. It will be February 5th, 2024. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, they forgot about Franz Wagner. We haven't talked about Franz Wagner in a long time. I am sorry for that. We're going to talk about Franz Wagner, who scored, who tied a career high with 38 points in the Magic's big win over the Detroit Pistons. Plus, why the Magic's offense is suddenly looking okay. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's front and re-upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I, I want to issue a mea culpa. Uh, I, I want to start here and say, my bad. I'm sorry. We've been so obsessed, and, and rightly so, with Paolo Bancaro. We've been so into so, the trade deadline and so many things. One of the key storylines, one of the key things about this team has slipped through the cracks. I can I, I, I can guarantee that we have not talked about Franz Wagner here in the opening segment of a show since he returned, since his first game back. And honestly, and I'm going to look this up when I write my article about it, I don't know if we've done a Franz Wagner episode and a month before that, Franz Wagner's really good, guys. Uh, I want to I want to be on the record about that. And look, I think we all understand that Paolo Bancaro is very, very good. He has earned his All Star spot. Uh, he he is a different kind of player. But what makes this Magic team special? What makes this Magic team unique? What makes this Magic team potentially so dangerous is that they have Paolo and Franz. It's that Franz Wagner also brings a six foot ten forward who can drive, who could score, who can shoot, who can play make, who could do, who could defend at a high level. He does so many of these things that, frankly, sometimes we take him for granted. Certainly, while he was out for those nine games, we did not take him for granted. We understood how much the Magic were missing that secondary attacker. But honestly, Franz hasn't had 
the strongest season. He hasn't had the season I think a lot of us expected him to have. And so we've kind of taken for granted that, oh, he's going to give us 20 a night. He's going to, you know, attack the basket. He's going to do all these things and generally do them well without much variation. But it being the all-star season, it being the time to think about the future nearing the trade deadline, let's not forget that Franz Wagner is the kind of player who can put up big scoring nights. And that is exactly what he did against the Detroit Pistons on Sunday. In the Orlando Magic's 111-99 victory, we're going to get to more details about that game in a minute, Franz Wagner scored 38 points, shot 17 for 25 from the floor, 4 for 7 from 3, did not shoot a free throw, added 3 rebounds, 2 assists, no turnovers as well. Franz Wagner was, in a word, excellent. Just, just excellent. As Jamal Mosley put it after the game, he was elite. It is not easy to put up 38 points without getting to the foul line. It is not easy to do the things he did, to knife through the lane. And in a game where the Magic were struggling at, at, at times to find offensive rhythm, offensive cohesion, to kind of keep themselves afloat in many ways, Franz Wagner delivered consistently for them. He delivered just continually putting pressure on the rim attacking downhill, and being a a great scorer. Most of his points in this game came in the paint. And it's the kind of game that we know Franz is capable of. He tied a career high, like I said, with 38. And in many ways, carried the magic through what I want to say was a, a lackluster game, but wasn't their best effort. Um, You know, again... I think some of us, we expect to see the Pistons. We expect to blow out, you know, the, the Pistons are better than their record. Like they're, they're not bad, but they are bad. But, um, but you have to pay, you have to pay attention to detail with them. The magic really struggled. They had to find and grit their way to this win. And Franz Wagner is a big reason why they finally pulled ahead. He has had these games before, obviously, but it's been a while this season because when we look at Franz as a player, he has been the picture of consistency this year. For the year, he's averaging 20.8 points per game. Again, I want to make sure this is mentioned. If Paolo and Franz both average 20 points per game, and Paolo is at like 23 almost now, if they both clear 20 points per game, it will be the first time the Magic have had two 20 points per game scorers in the same season since Shaq and Penny in 1996. I've mentioned this a million times with Paolo, but... Every time we talk about what these guys are doing, we are talking about the very best players in this franchise's history. Wagner is also shooting 47.3% from the floor and 31.4% from three, which is bad for him on five attempts per game. He's shooting 85.4 free throws per game. His rebounds are up to 5.6 per game, as well as four assists per game, too. Since coming back from his injury in mid-January, Franz Wagner is scoring... Let me make sure I have my number correct here. Oh boy, let me just make sure I get my number correct here. Um, since returning from injury, Franz Wagner has been excellent as well. And let me, I have my wrong, I have the wrong numbers up here. So let me pull the correct numbers up real fast. Do, 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 do. Um, he's been obviously working his way back in. I think he's been a little bit hesitant to attack. And this game Sunday was really the first time that he attacked consistently. But since returning to the lineup on January 21st, 
Wagner is averaging 17.9 points per game, a little bit down. 45.5% field goal percentage, a little bit down. 37.5% from three, five rebounds per game, and 4.9 assists per game. His turnovers are up to 2.4. Again, he's still getting his bearings, uh, his legs under him, and that does not include, by the way, Sunday's game. I'm using basketball reference. They, they, they don't include, they haven't logged that game yet. In any case, Franz Wagner is playing really well. Um, he is providing the secondary scoring that the Magic have needed. And as he gets more comfortable and as he gets healthier, he's going to be that second score the Magic need. This has been a long time coming. And again, I think it's easy to take Franz for granted because he just does. It's the same thing that we talked about in the draft process. He's a jack of all trades, maybe a master of none. But really, he's a master of all trades. Uh, a master of all trades, jack of none. I don't know if that's a saying, but it is now. Um, it's easy to forget him because everything he does is so smooth and so efficient and so effective that you do take it for granted. You do forget the things that he does that are really good and really difficult to defend. And you take for granted, take it a little bit for granted because we have a, a, an all-star in Paolo Bancaro. Let's make it really clear then. Franz Wagner will be an all-star very, very soon. When the Magic do make their way up the standings, he will be someone that is in consideration to be a second all-star for the team. He is that good. And Sunday's game, a game that he lifted this Magic team on a lethargic Sunday afternoon, this game is more proof of that. That both he and the Magic are getting healthier and that we're going to see him blossom into a star player. Credit to everyone. They got out of the way and let Franz work, and he carried them to a victory. We'll talk a little bit more about that win, as well as the offensive life the Magic have been showing lately. Maybe some bright signs on the offense. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Look, LinkedIn is already the largest professional social network that I know of. It's a place for business people to connect and meet and discuss things. I know I've had people reach out to me through LinkedIn to write for Orlando Magic Daily or just to look for tips or, or anything. I'm happy to provide that. LinkedIn isn't just another job board, though. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. That's why two and a half small business small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. They just make the process so much easier and allow you to and, and have a feature even that helps you write job descriptions, making the, that process even better. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked on Magic is also brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. Look, everybody 
loves to say new year, new me, uh, new year's resolutions. I know it's February. It's still time to stick to those resolutions, but new year's resolutions are aspirational. And we should always aspire to be better and always aspire to do more, but sometimes you need to be a reminder of who you are to make you feel good about what you've accomplished already to get you to that point. It's important to have goals, but it's also important to understand where you've come from. And that's really where therapy helps you. Therapy allows you to see yourself from a different perspective. It allows you to look through that lens, a lens from someone else and give you the advice that you may need to handle a problem or just a confirmation that, hey, you're doing all right. You're doing all you can and there is nothing wrong. Sometimes that's not all. Sometimes that's what we need to hear. I know I have used therapy throughout my life to help me handle problems and help me deal with personal issues in my life. Give me, give me a new perspective on things. I know therapy can help you too. Therapy can be different for everyone. And most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team. And it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while, just even having that ear to listen to. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdownNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day for your next listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you all day, every day, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. The Orlando Magic have their first three-game win streak since December. In fact, they had their first two-game win streak since early January, since mid-January uh, when they beat the Hawks in overtime. It, it, it's been a while since the Magic won some games. It's been a little bit of a rough patch here. In January, they went 6-10 and 10 in January. I believe they were 6-8 and eight in December. It's been rough, and the Magic have lost some ground. But it does appear like they are finally on the right track. The Magic, with the win over the Pistons, have guaranteed a winning road trip, a big five-game road trip. They're, they're guaranteed to go at least three and two. They have a very good argument to be 4-0 oh on this road trip right now. Things definitely seem to be trending back in the right direction. And Jamal Mosley is right to point to two things for that. And, and everything kind of spreads off of this first point. Health. The team is healthy again. Gary Harris is back in the lineup. The only guys on the injured list are Kevon Harris and Jed Howard. They're both in the G League. They're not actually hurt. The Magic are finally healthy. And just like we saw back in November and December when the team was relatively healthy, that goes a long way to making this team better. And, and obviously we've had Franz back now for about two weeks, for exactly two weeks now. And you can see him getting his rhythm back. And, and you see this, uh, Marco Fultz getting his rhythm back. Jonathan Isaac getting his rhythm back and finding their roles and making an impact. You're finally starting to see this team come together, coalesce, and, and be the team that we all know they can be. At the end of the day, that's what we really care about. We know they can be this good. Uh, and that's obviously part of it. The other part is the defense. The defense is playing significantly better. Yes, there's the hiccup against Cleveland a couple weeks ago. There's the hiccup last week against Dallas. But, you know, those are clearly outliers. Two of the worst defensive games of the season. The Magic have been holding opponents under 100 
ever since. They put the Phoenix Suns on lockdown and put them in check. They held the Detroit Pistons under 100 points. They held the San Antonio Spurs to 98 points. They held the uh, they held um, uh, who they play on Friday. The Minnesota Timberwolves to to what 102. This defense is starting to round back into form. But another part of this team has started to come alive. Uh, and, and on this road trip has been a, a huge factor. And believe it or not, it's the offense. Look, I, I will sit here and tell you the magic. I'll sit here and tell you the magic are... Um, are still not a great offensive team. I, I wouldn't even describe Sunday's game as a great offensive game. And so some of these numbers are a little bit weighted because they played a great offensive game against Dallas. But the Magic are starting to score more effectively. They're starting to find that rhythm and that flow again. You know, their three-point attempts are actually down. Uh, they were four, or they were 10 for 25, not 10 for 25. They're 10, 10 for 24, I think, out three-pointers in this game. They're being more selective with their three-point shots, which is both good and bad. Because that means they're starting to attack the paint a little bit more. And that's a big key for their offense to start getting better. And, and some of that is they're healthy. They can throw some bodies at people. They can they can attack, they can get downhill a little bit more. This is obviously a, a huge deal. And so here are the numbers to tell you that the magic are better offensively. Um Dave play. I mean, again, you see what Paolo and Franz are doing, but they over their last Four games. Let me make sure I have my numbers here. Um, Orlando is over their last four games on this road trip. Orlando has posted a 115.2 offensive rating. Again, a lot of that is weighed by Monday's game against Dallas. You know, we're outliers, very, very heavy outlier uh, in, in that game. But Orlando scored 108 against San Antonio. Not a huge number, but very very effective offensively. Orlando scored 108 again against Minnesota, a very good defensive team. And Orlando scored 111 against Detroit. They are doing some okay things offensively. And if you look at the advanced numbers, if you look at the, the offensive rating, a 116.8 offensive rating against Detroit, that's really, really good. 106.9 each against Minnesota San Antonio, and of course 130.3 against Dallas. But you go deeper than that: 115.3 against Phoenix, 115.4 against Miami a couple of weeks ago. Orlando is starting to get some offensive flow, and look, obviously Paolo Bancaro is putting up some big numbers. But you're starting to see Markel Fultz find his groove offensively. You're starting to see him squeeze into space and get to the basket. Uh, Wendell Carter has been fantastic offensively since his return. From injury, you see the magic doing all these things that put them in a really good spot to make this growth, to take this leap, and and be this strong of an offensive team. Uh, the magic have the magic again aren't expected to be world beaters, and over their last four games, they're still I think 16th in the league in offensive rating. But their defense is so good, they don't need a fantastic offense. I mean, eventually they will. But they don't need a fantastic offense because their defense does a lot of the heavy lifting. What the Magic have been missing this year is, frankly, an offense that can take advantage of their defense. And again, Sunday's game was sloppy. Sunday's game was rough. The Magic missed a t missed some shots. They had to figure out a way to score effectively, and, and they allowed Detroit to hang in the game. 
Um, they tied it at 81, I believe, was 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 the big was the big one. And Orlando had to put their foot down, get get downhill to the basket, and finish the game off. Um, their defense was okay against Detroit. I want to double check that number real fast. Um, their defense overall, a 105.3 defensive rating is very, very good. But even then, Orlando, I think, said, like, we gave up too many offensive rebounds. We gave up too many second chance points. We gave up too many of these opportunities um, in a game that we frankly should have won quite comfortably. This is the deal, though. This is it. This is it. Um, the magic, the magic do have to score more. They have to be more efficient. But they are showing some signs of offensive life. And because their defense is so good, it doesn't take much to make this offense work. Now, they got bigger challenges ahead. It's Detroit. Don't overreact. Don't overthink it. But the Magic are still a potentially strong offensive team. You just got to give them the chance to be good. We're going to talk about individual scores. Get go deeper into the box score. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at FanDuel. Happy, you know, the Pro Bowl is behind us. It is finally big game week. The 49ers, the Chiefs, meet in Las Vegas for the NFL title. And to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, have a very, very good Super Sunday this week. If you're like me, Super Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three and kickstart your basketball season too. Like, why not? Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if you first bet a $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Orlando Magic defeat the Detroit Pistons 111-99. Like I said, um, this game was not the prettiest game. And, and, you know, I'm in a couple Magic chat rooms. I heard everyone freaking out. Or Detroit had an early eight-point lead. They weren't going away. Um, people were kind of flipping out a little bit. And, and you just want, you know, you face a team like Detroit, you want it to be easy. You want to be able to sit on your couch, just kind of spread out, like just relax, not have to worry about a thing. And I get that. I get that desire. I get wanting that to be the way these games go. But A, the Magic are 500 team. Nothing is going to be easy. And B, that's not how the NBA goes. Detroit is still a talented NBA team. Cade Cunningham's a great player. William Bogdanovich is a good player. Jalen Duran's a good player. They've got players who can play. You know, Jaden Ivey just goes nuts on Orlando every time they face. Having said that, though, Detroit's going to give you a large margin for error. 
They're going to make mistakes. And the challenge of a game like this is to come in with the right attention to detail, the right focus to just take care of your business. And I would honestly give the Magic a B or B plus in that category. They missed some shots early. They missed a lot of shots early. They had to keep their composure, keep their cool. They had to fight off a couple runs. They closed this game out with a flurry to put this game out of reach. And you give Franz Wagner a lot of credit, carried them especially through the third quarter to kind of keep them in the lead, keep them playing from ahead. Detroit made their run, and Orlando did what a good team is supposed to do when that happens. They responded. They stopped it. They never gave up the lead. They respond. They responded, took the lead back of their own, put this game away, just buried the Pistons. You know, Detroit is a kind of team you don't have to lock in for very long. And I was watching the game, and I was just like, you know, Detroit's playing really well. They're making a lot of mistakes. Orlando just has to lock in just for a little bit, and they'll be fine. You know, they 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 had control of the game, and Tempo was a big part of it too, but they had they had control of things, and, and they just had to kind of find their groove and find their way. And I, I think uh, a troubling trend of late is against San Antonio, against uh, against Minnesota, and against Detroit now, it felt like the Magic needed some time to get into the game. Like the, the, the starters did not get off to strong starts. That is a little bit of a concern, you know, because again, you could get away with it against Detroit. You got away with it against Minnesota when you really shouldn't have. You get away with it against San Antonio. If you get off to the kind of slow start the Magic got off to on Tuesday, you know, tonight, to, on Sunday, on Tuesday against Miami, you're going to be in big trouble. And we'll talk tomorrow a little bit about why that game is so big. We're going to really hit that. We're going to hit that game. Uh, on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, um, it's it's a big one. Like I'm going to be down in Miami. Well, I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'm going to be down for that for the game. It's a big one. It's it's as it's as honestly it's as big as the the in season tournament game against Boston. Like it's a huge, huge, huge game. But that's for tomorrow. Um, the Magic have to be a little bit more precise, a little bit more in tune. But I also, you know, the Magic aren't used to these three o'clock starts. The Magic are very successful in afternoon starts. But I think a lot of that was being thrown off time a little bit. Um, you know, not an excuse. Playoffs game, playoff games are played at noon. You got to be ready to play. I think that's something this Magic team is still learning. Three o'clock is a, is definitely a weird time uh, for them to play. But, um, you know, again, I think they I think they found their footing. They handled it well. Uh, we talked about Franz Wagner, a, a really excellent game, 30, a career-high tying, 38 points, 17 for 25 shooting, four for seven from the foul line, plus 16 in the game. Again, really carried the team throughout. Paolo Bancaro, a solid but I think a little more passive game, 20 points, six for 16 shooting, two for five from three, six for six from the foul line, six rebounds, did have seven assists. So I, I, I mean, I say passive in that he wasn't looking to score. And I, I didn't think did a, did as good of a job, especially later in the game, getting to the basket and kind of forcing his way to the foul line a little bit more. Uh, but he was really good at reading where double teams were coming from, dishing the ball out to open players. Um, you know, again, just, he knew that the doubles were coming from, he knew this wasn't his day to be the lead scorer, and, and he still made obviously a, a huge impact on the game. Uh, Jalen Suggs had nine points, four for eight shooting, five rebounds to assist, uh, did add a block. Um, I thought did some good things, um, especially defensively. Obviously you trust him defensively. Marco Fultz, eight points, four for nine shooting, four rebounds, two assists. I, I thought Kel, you know, again, teams are playing way off of him, but I think he does a really good job forcing, uh, getting into space forcing his way to the basket. Uh, the Magic need that. He's very creative finishing around the, around the basket. Some better decision-making maybe in transition. He blew a couple transition opportunities. Um, this team as a whole does that. 
uh, but generally did it generally I thought did a good job. You know, I, I like the way Markell is playing. I understand his limitations, but I generally like the way he's playing. Uh, Mo Wagner, 10 points, five for five shooting, five rebounds for assists, really lifted the team in that first half when they were struggling. He came in, gave them a really good spark. Again, just was willing to attack the basket. So much of this game is about the willingness to attack the basket, the willingness to get downhill, get to the rim, put pressure on the rim, force a foul or get to the hoop. Um, and look, Detroit's not, Detroit's got a good rim protector, Jalen Duran. He had 15 points in this game, uh, but he's very foul prone, still had five fouls. Um, you have to be able to get downhill and get to the rim. And look, Orlando had 62 points in the paint. If you're looking for a reason why the team won the game, that's why. Like I say, every time I look at a box score, every time I get a box score, literally the first number I look at is points in the paint. If the Magic are able to get points in the paint, get downhill, I think 55 is kind of their magic number. If they get to 55, I think they've got only one loss when they score more than 55 points in the paint. Um, to me, that is a huge factor in their success. Get downhill, get to the paint, get get to the basket. You're going to score. You're going to be fine uh, offensively. Detroit had 50 points to the paint. So again, Orlando's paint defense was okay. Was okay, not great. Gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. Nine offensive rebounds uh, for 12 second chance points. Um, Orlando with seven for for 10. Uh, so again, just not a huge factor. Orlando allowed them to get it in transition a little bit early, but I thought they did a good job controlling the pace of the game the rest of the way. Gary Harris also with 10 points on four for nine shooting, two for five. Uh, from three for him. Detroit, you know, again, Detroit just, they're a rough team. Um, you know, they they have talent. You know, Cade Cunningham, 18 points. Jay Nivey, 18 points. Asar Thompson had 17, 17 points, seven rebounds. Did a great job keeping Detroit in striking distance. Whenever it felt like Orlando was getting ready to take real control of this game, they had a 10-point lead, uh, a 12-point lead at one point in the third. Looked like they were getting ready to extend it. Detroit was able to get some stops, get out in transition. Asar Thompson made some big shots to get it back to within five or six. Orlando just couldn't really, you know, once Orlando took that lead, they really struggled. They really just couldn't extend it. That's a credit to Detroit guys. That's, that's, that's that, you know, Orlando made some offensive missteps and, and, and got kind of suckered into settling for jumpers too much. In my opinion, I know they scored 60 points in the paint, uh, but, uh, but it's a credit to Detroit. They, they made some shots. They stayed in the game. They, they fought all the way to the end. And again, you don't want the moral victory thing, but, Detroit Detroit played I think a lot better than every than than anyone was anticipating. They 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 played a fine game. They missed a lot of shots. They were 8 for 31 from 3, but 19 of 22 from the foul line. The 15 turnovers were really what killed them. Orlando did a good job forcing turnovers, but like I said, Detroit's the kind of team that gives you a wide margin for error. They're going to make mistakes that let you back in the game. Detroit made a lot of mistakes. Orlando took advantage of them. They did what they're supposed to do as the better team. They went out there and won. And I know maybe the scoreline or the margin isn't quite what you want. Orlando found a way. And at the end of the day, they all count the same. At the end of the day, every win counts the same. This isn't college basketball where you you need to put together a resume. Um, the Magic did the job. I thought they played, you know, I didn't think they played great, but they played more than well enough to win. And they they deserved the win that they got. The Orlando Magic defeat the Detroit Pistons 111-99. to They're back in action Tuesday down in Miami to close this road trip. And a monumentally huge game against the Miami Heat. We're going to talk about that game, plus conclude our trade deadline tour on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them listen to the podcast to your podcast and able to listen to advice. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find this podcast as well on YouTube 
at lock at by searching for locked on magic or at youtube.com slash at locked on magic. Be sure also to check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. I have a new video up there just explaining how Markel Fultz uses space uses the space teams give him to score, but why there's a spacing problem with the magic. Not super obvious there, but I break down some video. Uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And as always, thank you for your support. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel. You can check that out where you can check that out on YouTube. Uh, hear from local experts like me on and our national shows on all the big stories in sports. Check it out today at Locked On Sports Today. That's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again. For listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic, shout out to Eminem. Sorry I stole your lyrics there at the beginning, uh, especially going against your beloved Detroit Pistons. But, you know, we're all, we're, all, we're, all, we're all Slim Shadies at the end of the day. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.